ready for this? How the folks, let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to another beautiful episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris Mitchell, manager of Team Fair Life with the usual crew, Tim Raider, owner of the Mixed Administration. How's everybody doing? And we have the defending champion, Aaron Hunt, manager of Let Russ Microwave. How we doing? I'm doing great. Russell Wilson, not so much. What was the... What was the stat line this last week? Do you have it in front of you, Aaron? I do not. I can get it real quick, though. I mean, and what are we thinking? Let me like get it. Eight for 22. All right. I'll, I have it up now. 19 of 35. Wow. 142 yards and one touchdown. Although he did run the ball two times for eight yards and a fumble and lost it. So pretty dominant. All and right. got yelled at by Very the team. Nice. Yeah, and did get yelled at by the teammate. I'm surprised that it got as much press as it did. It's like, yeah, he sucks, but... Have you guys seen on TikTok at all uh, a guy where every single week he does a video of, like, Russell Wilson is getting closer to the number of bathrooms in his house as far as touchdowns thrown? I've heard that stat. He says it monotone, and he's like, all right, everyone, Russ is now, as of week 12, he's thrown eight touchdowns. Russell Wilson has 12 bathrooms in his house. That means he needs four more touchdowns <laughs> to equal the bathrooms in his house. Just as straight as you can say it. Yes, it's so funny. Just deadpan. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a trade ring for you. The trade deadline has passed, and we had one trade sneak in there right at the deadline and we will get into that then of course we have your usual week 12 review power rankings the this league guarantee don't look now but that was another w last week stay tuned for our picks there and the week 13 preview actually i just talked about the guarantee and forgot to do the the first ever gobble gobble (laughs) one for one baby (laughs) that's right Gobble gobbles, one for one. And then the week 13 preview, drinks of the week. Aaron, I'm shooting it over to you, man. If it's water, guys, I swear we are trying to entertain listeners here. It is water. And uh, I'm sorry. I played two hours of basketball. What do you want from me? Crack open a nice middle light after two hours of basketball. Come on, man. Doesn't sound great. What are you trying to do? Hydrate and... Not die. Yeah, that crap. Whatever. Tim, save our souls. What are you drinking? We're going with the this number two beer sponsor of the podcast. Thank God. Yingling Flight. Absolutely delectable. Life's all right with a Yingling Flight. We like it. Oh, flight? Like fly? Whatever. Uh, I have a nice carton of orange juice here. Uh, Some nice Florida natural. I usually like some pulp in my orange juice, but they only had no pulp in the in the store, so I had to get the no pulp. Equally as delicious. What's the opinion about pulp, boys? I don't like pulp. Pulp free. Depends on the day. 
feels more natural to me. That was a big goal over there. Gotta love the yeah. dead silence in the podcast. I didn't know. I, I didn't know if you were going for the t- the typical Chris leaning and drinking in front well, of the microphone or not. No, I, was I like, can't do that. Quiet. I, I didn't know if he's gonna swish it around or what was he doing. All right, let's get into a nice, <laughs> a nice this league trade ring. You can't. For your... You can't just say that and then just move on. Act like nothing happened. The This League Trade Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, This League Trade Ring. Let's go through the rules very quickly. Two teams enter. One team exits victorious. You have a judge of three, but this time will be a judge panel of two because one of the hosts was part of the trade. Let's get into this. In the left corner, we had Tim the Mixed Administration making that final push for the playoffs. In this deal, he receives wide receiver from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chris Godwin. Welcome and back to the squad. Welcome back to the squad is right. You did you did uh, draft him, didn't you? Remember what round? Nope. I didn't draft him. I, I got him last year in a trade and then shipped him out before he got hurt. Oh. Now well, he's back. Now he's back. They always come home. Who did he trade with? Of course, it was Don and Team Don Perignon. You'll have to let us know your secret of how you got how how you broke his trade barrier because it seems like everybody else in this league keeps hitting it. What did Don have to? Uh, what did Don receive for giving away Chris Godwin? Though that is one of the heartthrobs of this podcast. I think big respect for Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver from the San Francisco 49ers. And, Thank you for your service. And a 2025 third round pick courtesy of Tim. Aaron, you looked over the trade. Are you ready to decide the winner? Sure am. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the first winner of the trade ring. Three, two, one, Tim. Tim. All right, Tim. Tim, Tim, that is a knockout victory for Tim Raider and the Mixed Administration receiving Chris Godwin. Aaron, I'll throw it over to you real quick. This one seems pretty close to me, but I just think Godwin's the better guy. What are your thoughts? I I disagree. I think Tim wins this considerably. Um, That's what I said. What? That's what I said. I thought you said it was close. Oh, oh, you disagree with. Okay, never mind. Okay. I disagree that it's a close trade. I think Tim won this convincingly. Oh, nice. If you're Don, I have zero idea why you, you make this trade. He got worse. Uh, Ayuk is younger, sure, but Chris Godwin's the wide receiver one of Tampa Bay, and he's only 26. So it's a two-year difference between Ayuk and, and Godwin. And um, outside of Olave, I, I would argue that Chris Godwin was his best receiver on his roster. Uh, Marquise Brown, maybe you could convince me or sway me either way, but yeah, I, I hate it for Don. Um, for Tim, it's great. I mean, absolutely smash accept uh, makes him be just that much stronger as far as his team to compete this year. I think it does make start-sit decisions a bit more difficult because now you've got a couple of guys you, you're going to have to bench just with the plethora of talent, but yeah, Tim all the way. All right. Tim, are you feel as confident as Aaron does? I feel pretty confident in this one. Pretty, pretty confident. So I, I, I can give you a quick little lowdown. Yes, please. What did you Godwin, say to him? Did you send him a nude? Like what got him going? 
Well, let me let me set the stage for where, where my mind was. So Godwin, I want to say he was coming off the bye. His PPR player rank, I think, was wide receiver like 42. I think he's been in Don's lineup maybe twice all year long. He's been a guy that Don just didn't play. Um, and granted, all year long, you know, I think his max was like 15, and they missed a couple weeks with injury and yada, yada, yada. So not, you know, he hasn't been a slam dunk home run type of player this year. And Ayuk was going into the week, uh, I want to say like wide receiver 15 on the mm-hmm. year. We, we've talked about him. He's 24. He's in the midst of his best season as a player. I just kind of felt like I needed to sell high on him. He didn't, he never really excited me when I, when I got to throw him in the lineup. And I think it's a situation where, you know, this is, he's, he's scored a lot of touchdowns this year so far, even more than he has in the last couple of years. And I think it's just one of those where, I think he's, he's, I think he might be, just be capped for the year. So I was really looking to move, make one more move for the playoffs to strengthen my wide receiver core specifically, as I have DK injured Jamar Chase and then older DeAndre Hopkins. I was like, I really don't have anybody else after that. And getting Chris Godwin, 26, paid big bucks, gets that done for me to talk to Don to into the trade. I started the night before the trade deadline. Okay. He must have been out of the bars or something because it was like <laughs> 1 a.m. when I texted him or something like that. Just throwing out ideas, throwing you know, spitballing things, throwing it out there, trying to sell him on the fact that Ayuk is younger. He's having a he's truly having a breakout season. Like I'm happy for Ayuk, um, but personally, he just like I said, just never really excited me. Um, and I, you know, I must have sent him like back and forth 20 times just nitpicking one little thing at a time and then I, I was telling him i was like all right this is my final offer at 12 15 because I, I was initially asking for godwin in, in a couple of thirds and i was like oh, that's probably it and i was like you know what i i would really like to have this move uh, done i'll throw in a third mm-hmm. in 2025 whatever sure and i just let it sit i put my phone down i didn't think he was going to accept it because he hadn't been responsive most of the day and then it was like right before the one o'clock games kicked off. I opened my phone. I'm like, "Oh, a train went through. Who is it?" And it was that me. was me. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a good feeling, especially with Don. Um, I liked. It. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think we all agree that you win. My my only hesitation why I think it's closer than what it is. I'm nervous what post Tom Brady Chris Godwin looks like. Sure. Um, you know, after this year, if Tom Brady decides to hang it up, if he goes back to New England, like what's been rumored the past couple days. Um, I, I don't know what Chris Godwin's going to look like. Uh, I, he's a talented receiver, don't get me wrong. But I kind of like Brandon Ayuk because he is a little younger. He's in the midst of a breakout. And you know he's pre- he can produce with Jimmy G, as we've seen. And he was honestly Trey Lance's favorite target of like the two and a half games Trey Lance has played. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk played really, really well in those games. So I definitely think there is – I mean, it makes sense – Maybe not for both teams, but like Tim, he gets the win now piece. We know Chris Godwin's been performing, yep. underperforming all year. Only way for him is up. Makes perfect sense for a go get it now team. Versus Ayuk, he could be a little more patient with, see what the quarterback situation in San Fran looks like. And I think it's he's only going to get better. And Debo is isn't the most spring chicken. So if there's going to be more opportunities going forward, love that for Ayuk. So that's why I think it's closer than people think, but we all agree that Tim won it. So that, yeah, those, are, think- those are my thoughts. I think it's pretty close. My my last little fun fact, my little this league fun fact. You mentioned it earlier, Chris. Chris Godwin was picked 
110 in our initial dynasty draft. Wow. Wow. Um, coming off a wide receiver two season with Jameis Winston. I remember that season. The season was fun. Dang. So Bro- throwback. One. Down from then, but in my eyes right now, he, he was a player by low. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I love the call. All right. That was your trade ring this week. Tim walks out victorious. Congratulations, my friend. Let's get into some week 12 review. We are going to kick things off in the third to final week of the season. It is so close, it makes me sad. But we are going to kick things off with Aaron and let Ross Microwave at 7-4, and four, taking on the aforementioned Don and Team Don Perignon at 4-7. and seven. If you remember last week, we sounded the alarm for Don with the schedule, with the points for, ladies and gentlemen. This one was a win or go home for Don. And as for Aaron, he needed a win here, especially with Anthony playing Clayton. We'll get into that later. But he needed a win here to keep pace with Anthony if he wanted any hope at winning that Chipotle division. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, this one was ugly. It was gross. Aaron walks away with it. 169 to 72. And with 169 points, that's somehow only the second highest score on the week. Again, stay tuned for that one. And Don, not surprisingly, 72 points with the lowest points scored on the week. And really, that ugliness was previewed early when Tony Pollard on Thanksgiving Day finally slowed down with a measly eight points. And honestly, that's pretty run of the course for Don's entire roster. Besides Aaron Rodgers, only Chris Olave and the aforementioned Brandon Ayuk scored in double digits. And both of them only scored 11 points. That's right. That's all he got. Gibson with 8, McLaurin with 9, Juju with 6, Tyler Higby with a nice goose egg for your Sunday afternoon. And then to add insult to injury, he loses Damian Harris. He loses Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell sucks, man. Well, he doesn't suck, but like the fact he keeps getting injured, that sucks. He's a good player. He's got that zip, man. His body hates football. He's yeah. got it's got that zip, man. Anyway, uh, as for Aaron, for as good as 169 points is, this should really kind of be what he expects. I mean, everybody on his team performed the way you would expect them to, with a couple big blow up performances from like Eckler and uh t higgins um but i mean like you know saquon got you 15 Devonte got you 14 tyreek got you 15 it's like you'll you'll take this as a down week from them you know it's like okay you're still putting up double digits mid to double digits and if you you know your whole lineup does that 150 might be the expectation every week so you love that literally maybe the only the only thing i'd highlight here in a good way trevor lawrence man i would say his best game as a pro Aaron called it. Aaron got him in his starting lineup. 28 points. You got to love that. His remaining schedule at Detroit, at Tennessee, versus Dallas, at New York. Mixed bag. I think you're still going to be rolling with, you know, the maybe the Lawrence-Cousins hybrid going forward, but that's encouraging to see. So not really much to add there. This all but eliminates Don from playoff contention. We have a playoff primer coming up for you guys later. But with this all but eliminates him from playoff contention. And Aaron at 8-4 and four continues to keep up with Anthony. Anything to add there, boys? Not for me. Um, 
the biggest thing for me was just the underperformance of Don and like 72 points. Like can't, just can't get those live decisions. Right. A lot, who was it? Uh, Miles Sanders on his bench with 30. Yeah. That was baffling. Yeah. yeah. Just being on the other side, obviously like, you know, I'm playing against him. I'm not going to tell him to put him in his lineup, but like the Green Bay Packers have been horrid against the run. I mean, I just don't know why you don't put him in, but. Yeah, I uh, was very happy with my performance. Um, really good to see Trevor Lawrence coming on. I think he'll continue, and he gets Detroit next week. Then Kirk Cousins plays Detroit in Week 14, so I'm just going to ride the back-and-forth Bull- Bully in the Lions. Mm-hmm. Bully ball. All right, let's move on to our next matchup. It was our matchup to watch last week, and, of course, I'm talking about Tim and the Mixon administration coming into this one at 5-6, and six, taking on Yub. Boy, Team Fairlife at six and five. And Tim just absolutely cruising to a comfortable victory in this one. Final score of seven, 172 Good to 130. God, 172. Yeah. Which, Yay. uh, I didn't I go mean, to church on Sunday. <laughs> I did. Gotta, gotta feel nice <laughs> for Tim. High score of the week award goes to him. And he earned this win that he desperately needed. Uh, Jalen Hurts, fantasy MVP candidate, honestly. Just a true difference maker week in and week out. He went off for 32. (laughs) With 20. PPR King here recently. For real. Uh, The Chris Godwin trade, like I already talked about, eyeball emojis there. Just a significant move for Tim, in my opinion, heading into the playoffs. And what do you know? 29 points and looks like a lock for for 15 each week based off of PPR volume alone. I mean, pretty much if you look at his stat log outside of week one where he had six points, he's had at least 10 points every week he's played. So he has a very safe floor, and I feel like that's what Tim needs uh, in his lineup. Um, DK with 20, D-Hop with 18, Aaron Jones with 18, JT with 18. You're going to take that every day. Um, Jones limited this week. We'll see how that week progresses, but he's got the depth behind it to put anybody else in tight end position. Still, you know, a bit of a weakness for Tim, like it is for a lot of teams, including my own, but doesn't really move the needle anyway for most teams, not named Anthony or maybe Steven and Chris, maybe, but definitely Anthony with Travis Kelsey. It's a difference maker. Only question for me now, I've already touched on a little bit, but just the lineup decisions for Tim um, with Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase getting healthy, navigating that might be difficult. And, you know, it's just tough because you have so much talent, which is a good problem to have, but um, probably could be frustrating at times. For Chris, Josh Allen, a stud, reminded us of that this week. Michael Pittman. Michael! Nice uh, 19 point showing for him. Glad to see that he has a pulse. TJ Hawkinson, 15, reliable as it gets in recent weeks for the tight end position. Four guys with around 10 point 10 points. And in a game where Tim explodes, that's just too many floor games for Chris in the spot. He gets swift from Tim, which you know that's a nice next season play. But Chris, he needed ceiling games this week against him, who's just been I hot. know, brother. I know. And you and you did not get it. So Chris, I you know, how are you going to play this out? You could want to get into loser's bracket and you very well might still, you could be in the playoffs. We'll see how it goes, but nonetheless props to Tim this week. Remember when we were giving Tim a hard time a couple years ago or a couple years ago, last year about like having too many good pieces and he needed a trade and get a stud. 
It's like he did that, and then like the whole league was like, okay, maybe not that all in. <laughs> so I mean, he he did, he did a great job of like adding Chris Godwin and another piece. I mean, I think one maybe one lineup decision is nice to have because that really allows you to you know play matchups and play whatever's the best. But um, yeah, no surprise here. Um, just got like you said, a lot of guys hit their floors. Um, but this also Tim's performance reminds me of yours, Aaron, a little bit where a lot of the guys kind of perform the way you expect them to. And again, 170, you're definitely not going to get that every week, but is he at the position now where he can maybe expect a baseline of 125 a week? I think we're there pretty easily. So congrats, Tim. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I needed it. I needed this win very, very badly. If not, it was a highway fast track to more heartbreak. Um, (laughs) Highway to hell, some might call it. Right. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll take a lineup decision, you know, play the matchups. I think, you know, with especially this late in the season heading into playoffs, it's truthfully a week by week look at your lineup. So on top of that, having a nice little injury reserve is, is helpful as well to have somebody go in. And my last leaving comment on the week, I think it was two weeks ago, or maybe it was last week. I gave the eyeball emoji to Isaiah Pacheco. Mm-hmm. He, he, he finally got in the end zone this week. Yeah, he did. 15, six, almost 16 points on my bench, and he got a target in the passing game, looked explosive. So as long as Melvin Gordon off the street doesn't impact that too terribly, might be a, another piece that in a pinch I might be able to play. Because I've got some ugly like bye weeks still coming up with Jonathan Taylor and a few other guys. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, league needs when did he get, get signed? When did Melvin Gordon gets signed. I didn't see uh, yesterday, after two days I ago, say. I think, yeah, yeah, he just got oh. picked up. He was, he was, nobody wanted him, and the Chiefs were like, "Yeah, we'll take Melvin Gordon." I'm like, seriously, Pacheco just had his breakout game, but with- I mean, he's going to be the new Ceh. Uh, like, yeah, just annoyingly like getting like five four carries and like a two that. catches a game. Just so if he annoyingly. gets more than five touches a game, then Pacheco's back down to nothing. But if, yeah, you know, big if I know. I know. All right. Well, congrats to Tim on that one. Let's buzz on over to our next game where we had Brace Lightning. Zach at two and nine coming in, needing a win. And this one was Hayden and Country Road. Take Mahomes at four and seven. And we had another. I don't think it was deemed winner go home, was it? I think Aaron was was right on the fence. He was right on the fence with you last week. We had a we had our winner go home with Hayden two weeks ago, and he won. Okay, but this, so this basically one, it, could have it been one. May not have. I don't think we deemed it winner go home because we all just kind of assumed Hayden would take care of business. Zach's the worst team in the league. He cannot score points right now. And well, I'm alluding to it, and you guessed it. Zach pulls off an upset mm. for the ages. For the ages, 106 points gets Zach the win. Of course it does. 106. David Carr th- throws for three touchdowns for the first time in like three seasons. 27 points. Deonta Foreman with a nice 11. Brian Robinson, stud, 20 and a half. Eh, Traylon, maybe a stud. Traylon <laughs> Burks. This, this was, this is, this decided this playoff or this uh, fantasy matchup. Anybody catch the Bengals Titans? Oh my gosh, it did. Eric Henry catches a screen pass that. and runs 70 yards. And he's on the five yard line about to just waltz in. 
and Cam Taylor Britt, our rookie corner, comes in, punches that sucker out, and Traylon Burks jumps on it in the end zone, gets credit mm. for a fumble recovery touchdown worth six points mm. that were otherwise wow. going as a receiving touchdown to Derrick Henry. Mm. And he loses so, based off that, yeah. So shout out Cam Taylor Britt for keeping Hayden off my back in the playoff race. Uh-huh. I, and like, man, it just it, coming down to that, that's crazy. It just hit me that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that hit me too. I was like, dang. I know. I was like, how did we miss that early? I know we talked about it when it happened, but like looking back at the points, it like truthfully was the matchup or the decision factor. Zach got 10 out of Mark Andrews. He's he's kind of easing back into things. And then Demarcus Robinson didn't really do anything after having a strong showing last week. Um, and 11 out of Michael Gallup. So like Zach, you know, a lot of these guys somewhere in between the floor and the ceiling, 106 points, not really going to do it a lot of weeks. But let's check out Hayden's side. Needs a win, fighting to get into the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes, solid 20 against the Rams, especially how they are not playing NFL football anymore. You would hope for more. Singletary, nine. Derrick Henry, 13. Like I said, missing those six points on that touchdown screen right there could have been 20. Real quick on Mahomes, it's crazy to ask to say you want more from somebody who threw for 320 yards and a touchdown. Fantasy man, it's, it's the one <laughs> touchdown thing, you know. Like a quarterback only throwing for one touchdown is just not going to help you yeah. out a ton in most weeks. You need at least two or three touchdowns. So, Jalen Waddle had a floor game, um, 13 points. Debo Samuel, you know, he made that big trade giving up Cooper Cup. And Debo had a nice week last week, but he's just been hot and cold. Why did he see we're 20, 22 on the year? He's been disappointing this year. In, just disappointing. He's going into his year or age 27 season. So we just, we don't, I, I was high on Debo when he made the trade. I was like, yeah, you know, buy low on him, but just, I've kind of soured on him in recent weeks. And now he's like banged up again. It's like, yeah. 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 So the other, the other thing that Hayden can, you know, kind of rest his case on is Travis Etienne got hurt early in the game. He had two carries for three yards and then went out. Unable to return, but supposedly is going to be a hundred percent fine for next week. So explain, riddle me that. I don't, I don't get that. Are you hurt? Or are you injured? Um, could have used a couple more carries, a couple more catches to get more than five points to pull out the win. So I'd be remiss if I also didn't mention one more, one more. Rashad White, Lenny, playoff Lenny out again. Rashad White comes in nine catches from Tom Brady's dump offs. And then had a, a one really strong run. Otherwise, kind of struggled on the on the ground. But nine catches in in PPRs gets him up to about twenty points. So that's Zach winning one hundred and six to one hundred and one. Hayden Hayden falling to four and eight, two games behind the six seed playoff spot. Remember when I said like, what more does Christian Watson have to do to get into your yeah. lineup? Like, okay, okay, I'll score another touchdown, Hayden. Like, Hayden, look what this man is doing for you. Like, he is selling out for you. He's like, Hayden, please start me. Like, what more do I have to do, coach? Put me in. Do it next week. Singletary, bench his ass. I don't know. Rashad White, if Lindy comes back, just play Christian Watson. God. All right, Aaron, anything else? Yeah, the only thing I'll say is I think – 
as much as it sucks for Hayden and it's just a bad loss, it's on him. You got to play Christian Watson. I just don't understand why you don't. And if he does, he wins. So unfortunately that's the name of the game and he's on the outside looking in. All right, let's get into our next matchup. It was the fan favorite Clayton and the Red Rocket coming into this one at two and nine, taking on the mighty Anthony team uninspired youth at eight and three. And not surprising, guys, but Anthony glides to an easy win in this one. Glides. Final score of 157 to 101. So Clayton crossing the 100 point threshold. Hey, not good for Clayton. A guarantee. Give so, it up for Clayton. yep. A little claps there for Clayton. Lamar Jackson for Anthony showing some life in recent weeks. 24 points. It's nice to see that output from him given some of the lower outputs we've seen in recent weeks. Justin Jefferson, monster performance in my opinions. Overall wide receiver one still in Dynasty, no question. Just because of these ceiling games. Almost 30 points again for the fifth time this season. So in a third of his, well, you know, almost half of his games to this point, he's putting up 30 points. That just is such an advantage when you get guys like that on your roster who can perform at that level. Mini alert for CMC. Near little, to little knee, baby alert? Yeah, a little baby a little, alert. A little one? That one? Knee, yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> cut, almost. It, cut, cut, it, cut it out quick, yeah. Knee irritation, and he hasn't been practicing this week. I don't know if he did or not today. I didn't see the practice reports, but um, limited. He was limited. Okay, so he did get on the field, but eight points out of him. You you don't like seeing that. He gave up a lot to get him, so hopefully he can get healthy. But Zeke coming in with a solid outing, knight in shining armor. Uh, can he keep up that consistent consistency though with the emergence of Tony Pollard? Pollard really wasn't his day last week, but. It definitely has been in, in weeks pre- uh, previous to that. New toy Keenan Allen puts him in 15 points. I feel like that's what you expect from him. Amari Cooper with 16, Kelsey with 15, Lamb with uh, cannot speak tonight. Lamb with 18 are all solid performances. Kansas City defense, too. Uh, that was a nice play given the dysfunction for the LA Rams at QB. Um, and then on Clayton's side, like I said, reached his 100 point threshold, mostly on the back of Joe Burr. Gilbert. 20 points and Zay Jones question mark uh, out of nowhere 27 points for him pretty sneaky upside to end the season for him so like to see that if I'm Golf Clayton is- I'm writing that decision to the bank he's like guys look at me look at this brilliant start Zay Jones oh, freaking yeah. knew it freaking genius. knew it genius if I'm Clayton man <laughs> Trevor Lawrence had all eyes for him I was watching highlights of that game uh, Dolphins defense with 22 points. And then outside of that, yeah, it's just pretty awful uh, from the rest of the squad. Uh, Damian Pierce, especially, guys, that's been confusing. Yeah, he's been disappointing. Second straight dud week, and the volume just has not been there, especially in super negative game scripts. And the Dolphins just took it to the Texans in the first half, and it just got out of hand. So the stat line and the volume, just, yeah, pretty abysmal there. Jeff Wilson was okay. Um, so another, you know, decent play there. But nonetheless, uh, Anthony wins convincingly, faces Tim next week, which, guys, that has league-wide implications. I'll be locked in for every moment of that. Not much to add to that one. Uh, I'll, I'll speak on it because I brought it up last week for Clayton. Elijah Moore. He decided to play. He did get him. into the end zone. Um 
I'll say it's not quite what you were hoping to see with no Zach Wilson. He was only his snap percentage was 35%. Like that's, that's pretty poor. You're not getting a ton of opportunities, but he, he did get in the end zone. He ran around. He had no idea what to do with himself. Like when he caught that ball, if you <laughs> saw that, he's just like looking around running and he's like, I didn't have anything planned for this. I didn't think this was coming. So pretty cool for him. And, um, you know, maybe future upside, but, but yeah, nothing else to add. All right, there you have it. Congrats to Anthony. Continues to march on. And ladies and gentlemen, we have one game remaining. Ladies and gentlemen, your game of the week was between two absolute titans of the industry and Steven and Mount Passmore at 8-3 taking on Stretch and Super Camario at 9-2. and two. If Stretch wins, he all but locks up the Cadoba division and a first-round bye. If Steven wins, call in the press because the division title is going to come down to the wire. Ladies and gentlemen, this game was back and forth like the teeter-totters that seem to not really even exist anymore. Stretch through 29-point Kyler Murray into the mix. Only for Steven to respond with a 34-point Justin Herbert. But wait, then Steven said, look at my 20-point chub. Ladies love that. But Stretch responded with a 20-point chub of his own named James Conner. And then Stretch unleashed Mike Gesicki and his zero points. Yeah, go, go Mike, go Mike. And Steven responded with a mighty... Five points from from George Kittle. Uh Okay, it's the Titans. What are you going to do? But this game was back and forth until late in the witching hours of the late games with Steven's win projection at over 80% win. What? Josh Jacobs. Oh, oh, fumbling. Boom, boom, stumbling. Oh, boom, boom. 86 yards for a touchdown score. An almost 15-point flip that flipped this game on his head and led Stretch to a come-from-behind victory. 138 to 128. That's right, that 10-point margin. You can say that Josh Jacobs' run flipped this game, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not saying it, but I'm also not not saying it. Stretch, congratulations on winning the Cadoba division. Ladies and gentlemen, last time he won Cadoba division, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, he won it all. I'm just saying, last time he won Cadoba division. So a uh, big, big win for Stretch there. Gives him a two-game advantage on the top of Cadoba division thanks to that victory. Guys, is it, is it Stretch's world and we're just living in it, or does anybody have a chance to topple this man? There's a chance. There There's definitely always is a chance. a chance. Yeah. I mean, look no further than his tight end position. He can't get that right ever since Earth's got hurt, unfortunately. Um, For fraud? What, what's that? Fraud? 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 As Tim would say. I think he's two and one since I first said that. Fraud. Or three and one, maybe. <laughs> so, you know, it's yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think my biggest question for uh, Steven in this one, I would have maybe started Schultz over Kittle. I mean, I feel like Schultz is his tight end one, and he wants to force Kittle to be that. I get that Kittle maybe has a higher ceiling, and he has 
some 20 plus point games in his repertoire this year. But I mean, if you're going to gun to my head, tell me who's going to get 10 points in a week. It's Dalton Schultz all day. Yeah. Especially recently. Right. I think Um, I'm a little nervous for Steven because we've seen, I mean, I feel like Tim Aaron stretch sometimes Anthony consistently putting up 150 points, right? Steven hasn't gotten 150 points, I th- I think, since week eight, I think. Like, he's been scoring 130, 120, 130. He's been getting lucky, I think, with the points against a little bit. Uh, when you get into the playoffs, that's when you get exposed, man. I'm um, not saying Steven's out of it by any means. He's basically in the playoffs, or he is in the playoffs. But uh, just, just keep an eye on that going forward. There are a couple guys on the bench that I want to highlight in this one. And for Steven, it's A.J. Dillon. This is the first game all year. A.J. Dillon looks like what Steven thought he was getting. I mean, he he really hasn't done anything all year long. And all of a sudden, you know, he'll take eight carries for 64 yards. Like that stuff that he was doing last year that made him give up a first-round pick for it. One of Chris's many 23 firsts. So <laughs> if A.J. Dillon can – continue to like be explosive like that then you can feel more comfortable sitting those guys like christian kirk and jacoby myers so potential there for for a playoff play for steven and then for stretch mm-hmm. with does he mm-hmm. have a league winner i was gonna say sitting that. on the bench with mike white at quarterback garrett wilson this yeah, past dude. week looked unstoppable unbelievable he was shifty making guys miss made he he got an a plus on the on the eye test or whatever and he did does he look good and every year somebody comes out of nowhere and is a playoff impact performer um and it just very well might be garrett wilson because you'd love to see that over devonta smith doesn't really strike fear into the heart of opponents but if garrett wilson can come out and put 20 up or whatever with Will Smith, Mike White. Take that all day long. I won't let him forget stretch. He's playing without Cooper Cup. All right. He doubt doubt he comes back this season. But um, you know, if Garrett Wilson can even make, you know, a half of what you expect from Cooper Cup, I think he'll take that. So kind of slots right back in your lineup. So congrats to Stretch. He moves up to 10 and 2. 10 wins. 10 and guys, guys, wins. I'm going to say right now, I don't think it's an absolute lock he wins the division. I think it's very possible the next couple weeks there might be uh, some upheaval going on in the, the Chipotle. We don't like upheaval. Or, or Cordoba. Save it for the playoff primer. Why don't you? No, no, yeah. throw, no throwing up here. That was your Week 12 review. Let's get on to the one, the only this league, Power Rankings. Broncos country. Let's run. Ladies and gentlemen, we have some movement in Give it the to me. Week 12 power ranking. Give it to me. But not at the bottom. We can breeze right through these bottom four teams week in, week out. Number 10, Brees Lightning. Surprising victory. Not enough to get him to jump over number nine. Clayton and the Red Rocket. Those guys have been consistently down there the last few weeks. Number eight, the always befuddling team, Don Perignon. And number seven, just can't quite get over the hump. Can't do it. 
country roads take Mahomes and Hayden. That leaves us with the top six at number six, staying the same from last week and recent weeks. Chris and team Fairlife. I'll just be down here, boys. Number six. Solid week, but you know, I just had to go and be the number one scorer on the week. So I you know, I apologize for nothing. Number five is our biggest White Castle slider on the mm. week. Down power rankings presented down. by White Castle. For all the sliders out there. Hey. Down three spots from last week. Steven Mount Passmore. Is Steven the fraud? In reality, man, maybe, maybe I just I had it miscalculated, mislabeled all along. Uh-oh. Steven f- <laughs> fallen in the eyes of the boys here. I mean, we, talked about, we talked about it, you know, the points aren't coming and they just aren't coming and they still don't, don't come, come in, in and, there. <laughs> and they don't stop coming and they don't go back stop to last year. And so, yeah, he's gonna fall down from two. You know, he's bounced all around in the top six all year long. But we just we don't know what to make of them as the playoffs are two weeks away. Number four. Top point scorer on the week last week, myself, the Mixon administration jumps Steven All right. for that fourth spot. I like it. Number three in the power rankings, up one as a result of the slide as well. Stretch in Super Camario. Number two in the power rankings, trying to climb back up the hill and reclaim the top spot is Let Russ Microwave. He's, he's still in it. He's still in it. And staying the same, we have, a, let's see, yeah, back-to-back weeks. Anthony, back atop the power rankings. Team Uninspired Youth. I think, I think Aaron's trying to call up Anthony right now to get him as a guest on the pod. Trying to trying to trying to work that podcast curse here. magic. Let's get him on here. Just Week cold 14. call him. See if he picks up. <laughs> Just cold call him. If he makes an appearance, then it's official. Next as week, it, guys. As soon on. as he says hello, I'll be like, ooh. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That'd be great content. Great content right there. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so I think the big story there, Steven sliding four three. Four. Three spots, spots. which I mean, in that one to five range, I think you guys are kind of in your own bracket up there. Um, That's that's a big fall. That's a big fall going from two to five. I mean, I just brought it up. He hasn't really had a big explosive week in a while. So we kind of expected that from him and it hasn't happened. So we will see what that happens, uh, how that goes. Any thoughts there, Aaron, before we move on? Let's move on. All right, let's go make some money. The This League Guarantee. I couldn't find the drop. Okay. (laughs) Last week, I mean, guys, what more do we have to do for you? What more do we have to do? We brought in... We brought in the gobble gobble guarantee, the gobble me bobble me guarantee. Of course, the Vikings minus three against the Patriots, check. The uh, Cowboys Giants over 45 and a half, oh my check, gosh. which was electric. Oh my God. I was standing there watching the game, and my mom was really like, The game is over. And I'm like, I have a bet. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> I no, was it is not. I need a buddy here. <laughs> oh. 
So that just hit. That's what happens when the league rides, baby. And then Aaron with the under 54 and a half. Bills v. Lions. That was easy money as well. Went to OT. Made us a little nervous there for a little bit. But um, not a sure thing. Right. But that hit as well. Six, plus 628 in your pocket. We love it. We are giving you a fresh new one. And we're adding a little wrinkle in this one. As Tim, I'm going to start it over with you, man. Going a little off the beaten path this week. Off the beaten path, but it, and I, you know me, I love to bet touchdown scorers, first touchdown scorers, anytime touchdown scorers. I like the odds. This is a no brainer, as no brainer gets, in my opinion. We have AJ Brown, anytime touchdown, revenge going to Tennessee with the Eagles plus 115. And he's spoken out in recent weeks. He's got bad blood with Titans fans, with Titans ownership on how his exit went down there. And I think the Eagles are going to do everything. They're, they're cruising. They're 10 and one. They're going to do everything in their power to get AJ Brown a touchdown this week. Lock it. Anytime touchdown, AJ Brown. That is plus 115. If you are following along at home, Big, big statement from Tim there. A little narrative a little narrative, you know, going back. But speaking of narrative, dang it, I am riding that train as well. We're going down to Houston where they welcome uh, the Deshaun Watson. He's coming back. <laughs> Don't like that name around here. But he is coming back, and they have Houston plus seven. Not only is this narrative street going back to Houston – He's going to have his accusers there. I'm genuinely not trying to like make light of that situation, but the fact that it's being reported so much, I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. But, I mean, I think that might add a wrinkle. You're going to have the Houston fans that are just going to be electric. Kyle Allen doesn't make you feel the best. I kind of wish they would bring back Davis Mills for this game, honestly. But um, he doesn't make you feel great. But I think plus seven for a man who has not played quarterback in over two years, Coming back for his first game, I think seven points is a lot. And they're they're I think they're trying to say that the Browns are gonna be some high powered offense now. Maybe in like three, four weeks, but I don't think right now. Deshaun's like I said, hasn't thrown a ball in a in a national football league game in over two years. Mm-hmm. I like Houston plus seven. I think Damian Pierce is gonna have a big game. He's gonna be running angry just because he's That's always running key. angry. I think Damian Pierce is gonna get it done, and I think Houston keeps this at least within seven points. I don't think they win, but I don't think they lose by more than the touchdown. Yeah, a couple of things I like on that one real quick would, would be Damian Pierce against Cleveland, I think 30th ranked run defense. Dang. Yeah, so that that's where it's going to be won. He's due for a bounce back too. Oh, yeah, big time. I like that. That is minus 110 at home, and we throw it over to Aaron for the last leg of the guarantee. I forgot to guarantee myself. All right. <laughs> And guys, speaking of the Browns, they had an overtime win against the Buccaneers last week. That they did. Tom Brady's going to be upset about that. And so that's why I'm taking the Bucks at home minus four against the Saints. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Aaron, he plays horribly historically against the Saints. Every single time, it's he, Tom Brady's he, kryptonite whenever he, does. he plays yeah, the Saints. Yeah, he does. Not been good. <laughs> Look. Godwin and him are jiving. Rashad White out of the backfield. He's got his weapons healthy now. I think he's far removed from some of the divorce stuff that's going on. I think time heals wounds there. 
I think he'll be focused for this, and it's a pivotal game in the division. They have to win this game to keep pace and continue to, you know, be the top spot in the NFC South. That's their only way probably of making the playoffs is winning that division um, at this point. And they're on Monday Night Football. I like Tom Brady in primetime games, and he's 19-8 and all-time on Monday Night Football. I like that. So I think minus four, a little more than a field goal, I like it. All right, that is also minus 110. I don't know if I so much like the healthy weapon narrative more than I like the must-win primetime narrative. That that feels like Brady. I like that. So you talked me into it. I was a little skeptical, but you talked me into it. Let's ride. Minus four, ladies and gentlemen. That is your this week's guarantee. Houston plus seven. A.J. Brown, anytime touchdown score. Bucks minus four at home against the Saints. Book it. Put your mortgage on it. You can thank us later. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Let's get us into a playoff primer real quick. It's really sweet and simple for those who want in versus those who want out. There's a bunch of different seating scenarios. But as of now, it's really just between your boy, Chris, and Hayden. Why I say that, you know, you have, um, let me pull up the standings real quick. Let's see, you have uh, Tim and I at 6-6, and and Hayden and Dawn at 4-8. and So those are really the only statistical ones that are remaining. But Mm -hmm. I just say it's between me and uh, Hayden, because Hayden currently has a higher points for than I. Not by much, but he does. Um, So that means if scores continue to go the way they are, if I lose my final two games and Hayden wins his final two games, in all likelihood... He will go in on the points differential, or excuse me, the points for tiebreaker. Tim is blowing us out of the water for points four, and then Don is far too low for points four to really even be considered in this scenario. It's between me and Hayden. If I win, I'm in. Control my own destiny at this point. Versus Hayden, he has to win all two and hope I drop one. Tim, what are the chances you think that happens? My remaining schedule, I play Steven this week. Stretch next week. It's quite the stretch. Meanwhile, Hayden has Dawn and then Anthony. I have to drop one. He has to win two. What are the likelihood chances? It's set up. It's set up for the for the fairy tale storybook ending, but I don't like Hayden's odds. I like him this week against Dawn, but having to go up against Anthony, number one point scorer, number two point scorer in the league. And the wagon that he is, I just, and he's going to be playing for that playoff seating. So I don't like him next, next week. And then Chris, you do have a touch, a tough two week stretch here, you know, with Steven and stretch ironically. Um, but I just, I don't like Hayden's odds of winning out. If I'm being honest. Yeah. I think it comes down to next week. I think oh, yeah. I lose. I think Hayden wins week 14 drama, baby. Let's comes go down to next week. Yeah. I, I just don't see Hayden beating Anthony. I think bottom line, I think Anthony will win that and uh, send Hayden packing. There's so much first round capital between Hayden and I that I don't even want to try to dive into the, to the scenarios of what the draft picks look like, because we also have a contingency fun fact for those paying attention at home. The first round pick I got from Aaron in the Najee Saquon is actually contingent on which one is later than Hayden's first round pick. If you remember the Deontay Johnson trade way back when. So, uh, yeah, 
like I said, we have no idea what that's going to happen at this point. Just get me in the playoffs, see what happens. Shoo. Um, that's all it takes. That's right. And then for the seedings, I mean, it's very similar to getting in as it is to finishing at the top of Cadoba. Steven currently has a higher points for than Stretch. But again, Steven has to win his final two games. Stretch has to drop one in order for that to, uh, or sorry, he has to drop both of them. Both in order yeah. for that to occur, so that's pretty unlikely. I think the other big race you're looking at is the Anthony and Aaron race for the top of the Chipotle division. Aaron, um, you currently are one game behind, and you guys are pretty neck and neck in the points four category right now. You currently have a seven point advantage, um, but again, Anthony needs to drop one. You need to win both, and uh, we will see what that happens. So uh, I know you're more familiar with your schedule than I am. How are we feeling about your chances? Well, I love, you know, my matchup this week. I think it's an automatic win to get me the nine and four. I think Steven last week of the season, that's going to be neck and neck. Uh, he performs well against me for whatever reason, whenever I play Steven. So yeah, I, uh, I I'm feeling okay. I think I got some tough matchups though in week 14. So we'll see how it plays out. It, it kind of goes with me and Hayden because you probably win this week. Good chance Anthony might lose to, to Tim. We'll see. So it could come down to next week, you know, who walks away with Chipotle. So keep an eye on that. It's certainly not over, but those are certainly the things you need to be watching for at home if we want week 14 to really even matter. So <laughs> we will go forward from there. Week 12. Week 12 preview? Week 13. Week 13 preview. Somebody didn't change it. <laughs> My bad. Broncos country. Let's ride. We welcome back absolutely nobody because everybody played last week. It was fun. It was joyous. NFL scheduling sucks. But of course, we say goodbye to DJ Moore and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, so, <laughs> and the Carolina Panthers. I guess you could throw Deontay Foreman in there. Um, yeah, two more weeks of the regular season, boys and girls. Uh, there's still a lot to play for. Each of these games, you could argue, matter one way or the other. So we're just going to jump right in. We're going to start with our first matchup. We have Clayton in the Red Rocket at 2-10. and 10, Taking on Aaron. Must win if he wants to compete at 8-4. and four. And Aaron alluded to it earlier. Everybody and their mama is going to think this is an easy win as it should be. Clay, I mean, Clayton's guys, like if, if Damian Pierce helps us out with the parlay and goes off for 35 fantasy points, Aaron still likely wins by 50. Like the squads just don't compare. Number nine in the power rankings, number two in the power rankings for a reason. Burrow versus Kansas City is a, is a matchup you might like. Uh, Pierce, we said, Zay Jones, you know, maybe he can keep it up against Detroit. Uh be interesting to see what he can do the rest of the year. Robert Tunyon, I mean, he's going with the 12 personnel. He's got Robert Tunyon, Dawson Knox. With it, It's Thursday night. We have hindsight of Thursday night football being over. Uh, Dawson Knox put up a zero. A I think that goose to start the to start the week for Clayton. Love that. Um, and then right now, Nico Collins in there just, just doesn't do it. You know, you, you go through – I mean, we could do this every week and just run through Aaron's lineup. He's going to win. He's got plus matchups all over the board. The question mark that remains to be seen is that quarterback position. We've harped on it. 
Trevor Lawrence did have maybe his best game as a pro last week. Quarterback 10 on the year. He needs to do it against Detroit. If to have any confidence going forward into the playoffs or anything, to be able to be a 20 point plus quarterback, you got to perform against the poor competition. Eckler plus matchup, Amon Ra plus matchup, T. Higgins against Kansas City, Tyreek is back, Devon. I mean, just these names don't even compare. Um, the other thing, only thing I was going to call out on top for Aaron's side is the IRs are stacking up. That they you know, are. Lost Goddard, yeah, we lost Goddard a couple weeks ago with the shoulder on that face, Mac. He is expected to return week 15 just in time for the playoffs. Darnell Mooney put on IR this past week. I, th- I can't remember. It was it an ankle or a knee. I think it was ankle for ankle Mooney. surgery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's out for the year. And, and that really puts a damper on his future expectations, in my opinion, just any type of big surgery like that. And then the other big loss from the past or two weeks ago, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts on IR, man. Just who cares? I, that might be that's probably nice <laughs> for your lineup decisions, but but yeah, those IRs are stacking up. And this week, I got nothing else to say. I mean, seventy eight percent chance I'm taking Aaron all day. I'm taking Aaron. <laughs> yep, I got me as well. I think uh, Tim covered it pretty well, and uh, I'm really. I'm thinking honestly more about week 14. I don't want to just overlook this week. Ooh, I was about I still, to say, I, don't say that. I still, I still have to to go out and win, but man, it just feels like if I get a hundred, I would win. So yeah, yeah, I was, I was trying to think of any way I could go with Clayton and like, I always talk about it, but like, I always do the thing where you look at like the four, the first four or five players in the lineup before you start scrolling down and you're just like, maybe, Maybe, and I was doing that with Clayton until I got down to Drake London, and then everybody below him was just gross. Yeah. It was just gross. I was like, Burrow, good. Wilson, maybe. Pierce, maybe. Jones, maybe. London, ugh. And then, like, Tanyan, oh, Knox. Oh, Nico Collins good. ripped my eyes out. So, yeah, that's going to be Aaron for me. Three. Rip, uh, rip my eyes out. Rip my eyes out. <laughs> that's a clean sweep for Aaron there. We're going to move on to the next game. We got your boy, Chris, and Team Fairlife coming in at 6-6, six and six, taking on Steven, who I just got finished kind of roasting him all podcast. I'm about to put my money where my mouth is. Steven and Mount Passmore coming into this one at 8-4. and four. And at the time of this writing, we do have hindsight of Thursday Night Football already concluding. Uh, it was Steven projected to win with a 60% chance of victory in this one. And it's really hard to not see why he's the favorite. Um, Nick Chubb, just a dream matchup against Houston. Uh, Christian Kirk against Detroit. I like that. Uh, and AJ Brown, we already touched on it with the this league guarantee. It's a revenge game. You love seeing that. It wouldn't shock me if AJ Brown put up 40 this week, to be honest with you. Um, Steven just, you know, he needs to get out to a hot start uh, with Stefan Diggs needing a good game because, you know, the Stallion will have a good game on the other side for Chris. And it looks like that that narrative kind of played out already. Um, Josh Allen had 19, Stefan Diggs had 22, Gabe Davis with nine. So, Woo. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> 
kind of matching the punches there that Chris had with uh, Steven in the 22 from Diggs. For Chris, or uh, sorry, uh, the key though for the game, I think, um, is Justin Herbert versus the Raiders. Can he keep it going and put up another 30 plus point performance? I feel like the Raiders are a matchup where that can be exploited and he could do that. We'll see if, if Herbert's back. I know he's been battling injuries and that might explain why maybe he's had a bit of a lull uh, at times this year, but that'll be something to watch for Chris. Some nice matchups in his own right with the Steeler gang of Pickens and Harris playing ATL. That is Atlanta. Will Najee be a go for that one? I would like to replace Najee Harris with James Cook, please. <laughs> right. Thank you. In hindsight 2020, James Cook had a, a decent game there. Um, outside of Swift, though, you, you do like that matchup against Jacksonville, I think. And he had eight targets last week, so at least he's got PPR appeal. There's just a lot of tough matchups for Chris across the board. I will say that Seattle D is sneaky. I, I do like that a lot this week against the Rams and uh, whatever quarterback carousel they're going to throw out this week. Uh, but in the end, this time of year, the team with the overall just more talented roster typically prevails. I like Steven to win this one by, you know, roughly 15 to 20. You know I'm what? picking Chris in this matchup. Uh, I, you know, he slid down. We've talked about the points. I get it. I get it. Christian Kirk is wide receiver 10 on the year. I just I'm not a believer. I'm not there yet either. The flex <laughs> spots of Christian Kirk and Jacoby Myers just don't do it for me. And then Kittle's been as inconsistent as any tight end ever. So I, I don't know. This is one I might maybe I'm just trying to make up a little ground in the pickums, but I think I'm gonna take Chris in this one. Let's ride, baby. I'm taking me too. Steven, I just told you you it's a pot you can't put up over 130. You're not doing it either this week. I'm gonna make sure I go to church this week. All right. Oh, no, he said it. No, oh, no. Double communion. Oh no. <laughs> Add it to the guarantee. <laughs> Double communion. You are going down, sir. So much praying is gonna be happening. So we have two for you, boy. One for Steven going into this one. That is one interesting spread. Up into the next matchup. We have Zach and Brees Lightning at three and nine, taking on Stretch and Super Camario at ten and two. You really can't get much different of teams go heading into this one. Obviously, Stretch at ten and two, Zach and Brees Lightning at the bottom of the power rankings. Sleeper as it currently stands, giving Stretch a sixty-four percent chance of victory, and I'm honestly surprised it's not more. Um, you just have to go to the flexes. I think immediately is really what separates these two teams. I mean, you know, the starting people are fine. Granted, Zach currently has Jermichael Hasty in his starting lineup, so you don't love that. But the current flex matchup, we have David Njoku and Michael Gallup for Zach going up against Alvin Kamara and Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay and Josh Jacobs at home against the Chargers. Um, yeah, I'm going to be taking Steven there every single day. And I'm really loving the Garrett Wilson start. I think he is going to might be an auto start. Tim already said it. Potential league winner there. Mike Evans, though. Um, I understand that you don't have to bring out all the stops to beat Zach. So you could argue Mike Evans is a safer play than maybe a Cortland Sutton or a Devonta Smith. 
But um, if you're trying to maybe, you know, get some points for, make your record look a little better, I'm benching Mike Evans, man. I, I'm tired of the bullshit. I really am. Like, he hasn't put up over 18 points since week eight and uh, hasn't put up over 20 since week four. Wide receiver 20 right now. Mike Evans is definitely frustrating for me right now. Um, I think Stretch would really like to have him, especially considering the injury to Cooper Cup. But he's in the lineup as of right now, and I guess that's the safe way to do it. The Evans Lattimore Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Have to mention that. Let's do it. Uh, for Zach, though, I think he has the opportunity to continue to learn about his team, try to get as much intel before next year. Traylon Burks, can that little mini breakout continue? I'm sure he'll be watching that game. We're hoping to see some consistency from Brian Robinson here. I mean, he's going 5, 20, 3, 26. It's like, let's try to get some consistency and kind of ensure that he's the starter down there in Washington. And then Mark Andrews, you kind of hope to see maybe a pop game from him this week. Uh, he hasn't really been doing it the past few weeks and that Mark Andrews production that you would expect. Um, when you're looking at the benches of these two guys, I mentioned the uh, Devonta Smith, maybe Cortland Sutton start for stretch. You can just... Uh, you could consider as for Zach I mean no you can maybe hope for a David Bell Deshaun Watson connection but other than that stretch the big favorite here I see why you know I like picking the dogs but I can't do it here stretch 10 and 2 solidifies his spot at the top of Cadova yeah I was about to say um a little eyeball emoji on David Bell yeah I think uh you know, Deshaun, he's been out of the league for essentially two years and probably going to have more of an affinity for the guys that are underneath routes, uh, not necessarily like the the field stretchers. He's probably not taking too many chances, especially just getting warmed up. So I, I like the PPR appeal for David Bell. Um, I get not playing him this week, but maybe in future weeks for Zach, just, you know, figure it out. Um, yeah, but other than that, I just think uh, – Stretch just has too much. Uh, I'm going to take him. I got to make up some ground somehow. I'm taking Zach, but I have no rationale behind it. So, Woo, go Zach. Zach has a supporter. All right. Woo. Two for Stretch, one for Zach. On to the next matchup. Dawn. Team Dawn. Perignon coming into this one at 4 and 8. Taking on Hayden and Country Road Take Home also at 4 and 8. Sound the alarm. One team will officially be eliminated from playoff contention after this week. We did the playoff primer earlier. Both teams four and eight. Both teams need to win out to even have a shot. Can Don play spoiler? Can Don play spoiler? This is as win or go home as it gets because you're officially eliminated after this week. Big, big potential implications for both of these guys. Right now, Sleeper's showing Hayden with a 59% chance of victory. Feels about right for how, you know, we like to we like to dog on Don and everything, set the lineup, yada, yada, yada. Let's go through this one a little bit in depth since it's got such high implications. I'm going to start with Hayden. Pat Mahomes at Cincinnati. You know, he's going to get his yards like we said, like we said earlier, you know, 320 yards is like, oh, we need more. Um, but the Bengals, you know, we, we've we've had Kansas City's number in the last couple of years, so we'll we'll see there. Etn's in there, like he said, he's completely fine. He's still limited at practice on Thursday, 
maybe he doesn't quite make it out there. Maybe he's not full workload Travis Etienne. That'd be a shot. Remains to be seen. You like Derrick Henry at Philadelphia, even with Nandamakan Sue and Linval Joseph being signed there. They just still haven't really been able to stop the run too terribly. Um, and it's tractor seat of season. It's what he does. Uh, it's, it's cold outside. It's cold outside. Jalen Waddle at 49ers. That's a tough matchup. 49ers defense has been solid all year long against all positions. And on the flip side, Debo Samuel versus Miami. Could be a, a nice little matchup. Miami's defense isn't the best. Uh, but, again, we just haven't seen it from Debo this year. Fryermuth is a potential weapon uh, tight end. Wow, words are hard tonight, man. Fryermuth, man. Big improvement over uh, across, the, across the pond over there on Don's team. And then Rashad White, we, we, we do like. And Christian Watson is in, folks. Let's he go. is in the lineup. It's about in the time. Flex. At Chicago, who's lost like everybody on their team last week, I expect Christian Watson to have a big, big game. Watch him get a three, though. <laughs> it's po- I mean, it is very One catch much three possible. yards. Very, yards. <laughs> very possible. Let's jump to the other side. Don, you got Aaron Rodgers, questionable, but he did return to a full practice today. Again, at Chicago, like I just mentioned, they missed. They have nobody left to play. So either Green Bay is going to run it down their throats and we won't have to see Aaron Rodgers, or he could have a big game. Miles Sanders versus Tennessee is a tough matchup, but you like to see him actually getting in there and playing the running back 13 on the year. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Tony Pollard plus play. Colts stink. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I genuinely think our defense just stops trying soon. Yeah. <laughs> like we've been limiting people to like 17 points a game and still losing. It, yeah, it's not. It's, like it's not trying. pretty. Uh, the wide receivers don't have great matchups. Terry McLaurin at the Giants. Juju at Cincinnati, like I just mentioned. And then the tight end disparity is pretty big. Jawan Johnson uh, had a goose egg last week going up against a tough Tampa Bay defense. Don, it's going to come down to these slot receivers. Chris Olave, mm-hmm. flex receivers, not slot. Chris Olave, Brandon Ayu, can they step up and get it? And let me see who I picked in this matchup. I picked Hayden. I want to see the story continue one more week and hope and see if we can get some week 14 drama. Got bad news. Sorry, Hayden. Season's over. Don's winning this one. Spoiler. Plain spoiler. Going with Don. Uh, I'm going to ride with you, Hayden. I think you got a fighting punch left in you. And I think your top dogs, especially if you get ETN back this week, which he was, I think, at least it was reported that he uh, expects to play. But you can't always trust the player, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Hayden. Christian Watson's going to put up six, and Brandon Ayuk's going to put up 36. You watch. Oh, you bro. watch. All right. Is Don, te- is Don technically eliminated, though, regardless? He needs a lot of help. Yeah, he needs, he needs me to put up, like, 20 points a week. <laughs> he needs a lot of help, but technically still alive. Yeah. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is two for Hayden, one for Don, riding with my fellow brother. 
and we got one more game to go. You know what that means. It is your matchup to watch on the week, and you can obviously see why we have Tim and the Mixed Administration coming into this one at 6-6, six and six, taking on Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth at 9-3. and three. And ladies and gentlemen, one could argue that this is a much bigger game for our colleague Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth than it is for Tim. Tim, barring absolute disaster, currently with a how how big is your uh, points for advantage over Hayden right now? <laughs> I want to say it's like 160. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that looks like about an right. Extra game. So, like I said, barring absolute disaster. Tim could still drop these 2.2 games and make the playoffs. So, Anthony, on the other hand, big game, big opponent, maybe the most challenging opponent he's faced in a while, trying to keep Aaron off of his tail at the top of the Chipotle division. This is a big game for him as it currently stands, of course, with Thursday Night Football taken into account. Anthony has a... 58% 58% chance of victory. Ramondre Stevenson already playing for Tim. His new toy roared his way to 12.8 points. Definitely don't love it, but you don't hate it either. 12.8 points. Don't know why Ramondre isn't scoring touchdowns. Any idea? <laughs> they can't get in the red zone. He's probably. running for five and, a half a carry, five and a half a carry. Like, Why don't they feed him more? I don't know. It's whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, I really tried in my heart of hearts to go with Anthony here. Um, trying to put some respect. You know, he's nine and three. I saw Aaron already picked him in the pick'em, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go with Anthony so I can make some ground up. But guys, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, I picked Tim to I stuck with Tim on our sticking or dipping uh segment a couple weeks ago. And I think you're gonna start seeing why. One seventy one last week which was highest in the league, and I think he's on his way to do it again. Jalen Hurts against at home against the Titans, you like that. Aaron Jones, which I think has potential to win him the week this week at Chicago, because I looked over at Christian McCaffrey um, at Miami. That one is like, oh, goodness, he could put up 40 and throw two touchdowns for all we know. I think that that game's going to be like a who is more unique off between um, – uh, uh, why am I just spacing on both of their names? Line. 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 Josh McDaniel. Line. No, that's freaking Raiders. Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel and... Um, Josh Shanahan. Yeah. God. Goodness there you gracious go. Christ. There you go. It's almost midnight, folks. We're, we're doing this for you. I know. I listening. think that is going to be like a creativity off of like who can use their toys cooler between the two <laughs> i think they're going to be trying to do a bunch of crazy stuff but i can see that being a blow-up game for christian mccaffrey so i think those are two ones you can really watch um no guarantee that zeke scores more than 12.8 that Ramondre did today against a good colts front so i think you have those two matchups set up very well i also think you have to look at the receivers pretty even for me jefferson and lamb on one side chase if he comes back healthy and Metcalf on the other with the better matchups, if we may say so myself. Um, of course, you have that X factor. Travis Kelsey for Anthony strikes fear in the heart of everybody at Cincinnati. That's probably going to be a high-scoring game. And then um, I think the flex really advantages Tim here. 
I'm taking the Chris Godwin and Jonathan Taylor side over the Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper. Cooper gets that uncertainty factor with Deshaun Watson once again. And Keenan Allen on the road. And Keenan Allen, you don't expect 25-30 from him. You're expecting a good 15. Meanwhile, Godwin and Taylor both showed you last week they can put up over 20 points rather easily in their respective offenses. offenses. But I think this game really comes down to the quarterback position. Lamar Jackson, somehow, like, somehow he's the quarterback five right now, but he certainly doesn't feel like it. Um, mm-hmm. He's been pretty off and on, had two major weeks at the beginning of the year, but then really That's hasn't wise. had a game-winning week since versus Jalen Hurts, who's as consistent as you want. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I looked it up earlier, and I, I guess I was saving it for now. Lamar Jackson in five of his last seven games has put up less than 20 fantasy points. Yeah, you don't you don't like that. You don't like yeah. that. But like who you you're not going to play Geno Smith over Lamar Jackson, especially no. with um, you know, you roll him out yeah. and you hope you get a 50 burger. Exactly. Um two potential lineup decisions on both sides here for Tim Joe Mixon currently on the bench um limited on Thursday, so you know, he could come back. Does he have a limited role? I don't know. You know, he might be interchangeable with Jamar Chase. You know, we'll see how that how that kind of turns out. And for Anthony, um, do you roll out Cordero Patterson? He he has been great the past couple weeks. You do like the Pittsburgh matchup. Um, I think when you're playing somebody like Tim, you got to go for the high upside guys. So, you know, Amari Cooper versus Cordero Patterson or Zeke versus Cordero Patterson. It's like... Those are some of the decisions he's got to make. I, I, I don't know if I might roll with Cordero over Zeke, man. Against Pittsburgh versus Zeke at Indy, or sorry, at home with Indy. Um, I don't know. That might be a thrown up decision. That could very well decide this matchup. I think it's going to be that close. But like I said, I just I love Tim's team. I love his pieces. I love his matchups this week. Jalen Hurts is going to bring it home for him. I'm taking Tim. I got Tim as well for a lot of the reasons you already mentioned, but most importantly, that's my pathway to winning the division. So yeah, so you're gonna be cl- you're gonna be watching. Gotta this have the I I will be locked in, and man, I really hope Tim can pull this off. For pickums, I'm taking Anthony. I need to make up some ground. <sighs> that's two games where I can go against you guys. But I got to say, I, I like my squad this week. I like the matchups, like you said. P- Projections-wise, it doesn't scare me for a couple of reasons. DK Metcalf projected 13. The Rams are toast. Speaking of a team that's not going to show up and play, like Aaron Donald's out. Everybody's out and injured. Like, is Jalen Ramsey going to care enough to, like, even even try? Or is he just going sit to this, sit this one out? So, I like that matchup. And then across the board there, Got to talk about Sauce Gardner. It's saucy. Sauce Gardner on Justin Jefferson. Obviously, you, you can't, you, you would never sit Justin Jefferson, but he's been locked up this season a couple times. Um, so maybe, maybe Sauce can take care of that. And then, like I mentioned earlier, Cooper on the road, his cap is what, five and a half points on the road. So not too worried about that one. Oh my gosh. I just thought of the best Sauce Gardner drop. You know the song White Iverson by Post Malone where he goes, I'm saucing, I'm saucing, I'm saucing uh-huh. on you, I'm balling. Oh, yeah, that's I got to clip that. Write it down. 
on Sustin. Anybody, anybody, anytime anybody's matching up with Sauce Gardner. Oh yeah, I love calling <laughs> out those 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 top corners, man. They make a difference. They do. They, they really do in some of these matchups. It's too bad they're only good for like two years, and then they're right. just like, oh wait, yeah, they lost a step, and now they suck. <laughs> Unless you're Stephon Gilmore, he's still good. But all right, Aaron, uh, did you say you're going with Tim here? Yeah. Yep. All right. Two for Tim, one for Anthony. We will give you guys a pick 'em update next week. But until then, that is your week 13 preview. Let's wrap this sucker up. Broncos country. Let's ride. www.thatthisleaguepod.com is where you can go for all of the updates and rosters and all that fun stuff. If you're new around her, at this league underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter, as well as you can go to follow us there. Keep up to date with all the stuff going on at this league. And as always, if you don't mind, you can comment, you can rate us, you can subscribe wherever you're listening to. We are on all the podcast platforms that matter. Or as always, you can just take a Christmas tree and throw it on top of the like button, preferably a live one so it smells all piney and fresh. Oh, um, yeah. You can do a fake one, too. I mean, just take your closest Christmas tree. I know everybody has like five in their houses these days and just throw it on the like button and just see what happens. Oh, yeah. Just see what happens. Yeah, take a couple of glass ornaments and shatter them and use them to slice that oh, like yeah. button up. You, know, let's you don't need all those here. ornaments. Get out of here. I see uh, your tree behind you there, Chris. It is. Isn't you, it? you 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 could use that. Looks pretty December nice. First, it's December Destroy it. first. Destroy it on the like button. Whoa, where'd that aggression come from? Yeah, yeah. It's whoa, the whoa, Christmas whoa. season, Holy guys. Down, it's man. the Christmas whoa. spirit. Talking. You, want to, you want me to be the Grinch? Like, Dang. What I know. All right, boys. Anything else to add for the folks at home? If not, I'm Chris, and I'm heading out. Love you guys. If not, I'm Chris. I'm well, you're not. Love you guys. My name is Aaron. <laughs> Go on, get. A beautiful